hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. Hello! I cannot believe that March is almost over and we have entered spring and the weather is starting to get a little bit warmer and it's just crazy that I feel like 2022 is already flying by. We're about to enter the fourth month of the year, which is crazy. That's April. Where has time gone? Wow. So March has been a very interesting month for me, and we're going to talk all about it in this episode. I know I sort of mentioned what I'm about to share in one of my previous solo episodes that I shared a few weeks ago, but I'll get a little bit more into detail. And so with this episode, as you've probably seen in the title, it says, I am basically done with startups. And you're probably thinking, Alana, you're making another episode about quitting a job. I know. I'm also with you. I'm just like, why am I making another episode about leaving a job? It's exhausting, guys. So we're going to get into it because I can no longer handle startups anymore. And one thing I do want to say is this job I didn't actually quit. I'm no longer with my current company anymore. But I will say, after this fourth experience working at a startup, I can truly say that I am D-O-N-E done. Oh my god. You're probably wondering, well, do startups really suck that badly? And the answer is, well, it depends. Everyone is going to be different in their experiences with startups. Some people tend to have a really positive experience working at a startup and some people tend to have a very negative experience. One thing I will say with startups is that they're very sensitive companies. They're not going to be as well established and they're very young and they're going to make a lot of mistakes along the way. And that's normal, but the sensitivity that comes with startups is exhausting. And I feel like it makes people worse (laughs) in terms of personality. It makes me fear others. And I just kind of get this feeling that a lot of people who work at startups tend to become very toxic, especially if they're in a leadership level. And... I definitely have experienced a lot of that working at a startup. I mean, my first job, which was in recruiting, was at a startup. And I've already talked about how toxic that company was last season. We don't need to go back into it again. If you want, you can listen to that episode where I talked about toxic jobs. That was a really great episode, by the way. But my second startup actually wasn't bad. I was laid off from that startup due to COVID and I had actually a really good experience there. And then my third startup, it's not so much that I had a bad experience. It was the fact that my second boss, keep in mind, I had three bosses at that company. So my second boss, who was like our head of people, she was a nightmare. She totally hated me and she tried to pit me and I hated everything about this. She literally was just out to get me and she just didn't really care 
about my opinions, didn't really have my back, and she is basically one of the reasons as to what drove me out of that company, and I want to say that I actually quit that company with nothing lined up. My third boss was actually cool, but when my third boss came in, I was just starting that pip, and I knew that okay, like maybe he'll have my back and he wanted to have my back as well. But this woman just really ruined that experience for me. And I'll also say, aside from that, I didn't really care about what the company was doing. And I felt like I had a hard time resonating with a lot of the people that worked there, except for the people within my own department. And funny enough, people actually did like me at that company. People were actually really sad that I was leaving the company. So if there's one thing that I can say about my third company that was a startup, I can say that at least I was liked there except by my second boss and that I still felt like I made a difference and that people were definitely really sad to see me go and that I didn't really burn any bridges with anyone except for my second boss who deconnected with me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Isn't that petty or what? Like, I don't think I've ever had a manager do that to me before. Like, that is just so funny. Anyway, so with this last company that I worked at, basically, my experience started off really great until it wasn't great. And what's frustrating is that I thought this was going to be the dream company for me. I knew that it was a young company, but I am a very mission-driven person. And I absolutely loved what this company was doing. And I definitely don't want to reveal anything about like the name of my company. I'm not going to dox myself. I absolutely loved this space that this company was in. And I just felt like I was going to be able to contribute a lot and make a big impact here. My first few months, I want to say from the end of Q3 to the end of Q4, I had a really good experience. And then I think once Q1 started, so back in January, that is when things really started to go downhill. I started getting a lot of negative feedback over some stupid things that never even happened. And I felt like I was kind of walking around eggshells and then I got pipped again. But this pip was more on like my communication. People thought like I was being rude even though I wasn't being rude because again, startups... They're fucking sensitive and they just go to assumption making. They don't confront you properly. It's very frustrating how poor communication was at this company. And people would make managers play middleman. They wouldn't tell people to be an adult and talk to that person directly if they felt like they had an issue with somebody. And so a lot of people made up a lot of lies about me. And every time that I had to talk to my boss about some sort of instance that happened, I had to explain, no, this is what the situation was. Here are the screenshots of the communication. And I'm here to tell you that I didn't do anything wrong. And so when those instances happened, she did look at the screenshots and she was like, you know what? 
I really don't see anything that was wrong in these conversations, but it still is concerning that two people came to me with this feedback and I'm like, but this is frustrating because again, I just showed you the evidence and that I didn't do anything wrong. I wasn't being rude. Like all of this communication that I'm talking about here were two conversations that were done over a Slack message. And basically one instance was, I was trying to contact our um, chief of finance person about an NDA because I wasn't allowed to reveal equity numbers to candidates unless they signed an NDA because equity is always going to be changing in terms of the share price, especially if a company hasn't gone public or been acquired yet. You can't share those numbers unless they're actually in the company. And so... I can only share those numbers if they make it to an offer stage and they sign that NDA. So I was just trying to figure out how can I get a hold of the NDA. So I reached out to our CFO and basically she just told me what I need to say in terms of like how to talk about equity, but that wasn't answering my question. I know how to talk about equity with a candidate. That's not what I was asking. So I had to just repeat myself another time saying, and I said, hey, like, I do know how equity works, but what I'm just trying to ask is how can I get an NDA to discuss those numbers because we have a whole PowerPoint about equity and that if we do need to reveal those numbers to a candidate, they need to sign an NDA. And then she says, tell her what I just told you. And I said, well, I have told this candidate and it didn't matter. Like, this candidate still needs to know the numbers. So again, I just want to know, like, how do I get the NDA? Like, I was frustrated. I had to ask her three times, how do I get an NDA for this candidate to sign? And then she finally says, okay, contact this person for the NDA. And I'm just thinking, like, why was that so fucking hard? Why couldn't you just tell me that in the first place? And obviously, don't worry, I did not say that to her, but I was clearly thinking it. All of that was done over Slack. And then another conversation that I had with somebody was this person who was planning our company retreat. It was supposed to happen back in January and then it got rescheduled to March because the Omicron variant basically made things get pushed back. So at that time, the retreat was going to be right after my friend's bachelorette trip in North Carolina. And so I wasn't going to have a place to stay and I had to change my flights because originally I was going to fly out from Portland, but then I had to change it to fly out from Charlotte to Dallas. And so I was contacting our person that was in charge of planning this and I was explaining my situation saying I need to fly in a day early still because I'm not going to have a place to stay in Charlotte for the night and I just want to know how does that work? Does the company compensate this what do I need to know? And basically she said that the company isn't responsible for stuff like that when it comes to personal trips and that we had this issue back in January. And I said, okay, no problem. Of course, like I still do want to go. I've just never traveled for work before, so I don't know how it works. And I just wanted to know like what we can do to find a solution together. And so she said, let me look into it to you and, and I'll get back. And I said, okay, awesome. Thank you so much. Again, all of that was done over Slack. In no way, shape, or form was I rude. I was just trying to figure out what did I need to do. I had never traveled for work before. I was in a weird situation. And so this bitch decides to go and complain to my manager, telling her that I was being very rude. 
And I'm just like, what are you talking about when my manager brought this up? I literally sent the screenshots. And what's sad is that they were both women who were trying to tone police me of some sort, saying that I was being rude, but it was done over Slack. How would you be able to know what my tone was when all I was doing was being direct to the point and just asking questions on what I needed to do. I literally had the evidence of the screenshot of the whole conversations to present to my boss and our head of people who just got hired a couple of weeks prior to this incident. And they were trying to figure out what's wrong in the situation, but yet I still get in trouble when I didn't do anything wrong. I understand if my manager was concerned about this, but at the same time, I had the evidence to show you that I didn't do anything wrong and that I was innocent. And this is just people being very petty and I'm just fucking frustrated at this point, right? Basically, the PIP just made me take a couple of LinkedIn learning courses on just like how to better my communication and to obviously meet certain metrics, but I really wasn't poorly performing in terms of my job performance. It was more of the fact that my communication styles needed to be worked on, but again, I still never did anything wrong. So I felt like, honestly, this pip was really no big deal. I'm gonna break it through, like nothing's gonna happen. Recently, the day that I got terminated, more negative feedback was reported to me, and it was just straight up fucking lies. Oh my god. My manager said that, unfortunately, we have more negative feedback from you and you're the only person that people complain about. And I'm just thinking, okay, can you tell me what happened? And so she said, well, from one instance, from this department, they said that you were very difficult to work with and that you weren't flexible. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? I had a great working relationship with that department. I brought in three hires for them. Can you provide examples of where I was being difficult to work with and not being flexible? She had nothing to say to me. So clearly something was up. And also, I hadn't worked with this department since December. December. That was months ago. So why was this issue being brought up now where this department decided that they weren't interested in working with me it's like, why couldn't you bring that up sooner? And also, why couldn't you come talk to me if you felt like I was difficult to work with? I was so confused because I thought I had a great working relationship with this department. I was meeting with this hiring manager once a week to talk about candidates, to give this person updates on candidates in the pipeline. We did debriefs with the team to talk about whether or not we want to give the candidate an offer or not and then work together to talk about the offer numbers. There was so much teamwork involved. I'm so confused. How was I difficult to work with? Nothing was communicated to me. No examples were provided. It was a fucking lie. I think that there was a group of people who we're working together to find ways to get me fired. I'm telling you, I really didn't do anything wrong. And if I did, I just 
feel very hurt and betrayed because nobody came to talk to me about this. People didn't get to hear like my side of the story except for my boss. Like she always gave me the opportunity for me to clarify, but it, it didn't matter because it felt like other people's opinions were more important than mine. I don't know what I did. Like I was never rooted to people and people were just misinterpreting Slack messages and taking it out of context. This is why it's so important to not always rely on a messaging platform to fully communicate your thoughts because people will take it out of context. They're going to make assumptions and they're going to find ways to get you in trouble for it. And it's bullshit. And so there was another experience where a leadership person said that I also wasn't being flexible and this was something that I could actually think of, of an example. So basically, there was one week where I was absolutely slammed. Just, I was back to back with meetings. I barely had time to do other administrative work. And we had a recruiting coordinator who is in charge of scheduling candidates for us. And that person, I cannot tell you how big of a lifesaver they are because they definitely save a lot of time and it takes a lot of work off my plate. This person asked me, had this candidate got scheduled? And I said, no, not yet. Our recruiting coordinator does know about it though. And then she just asked me, well, can you just schedule it? And I said, I can. I just have a lot of things on my plate right now, but yes, I, I can. And she was like, yeah, because this person and this person, they schedule people. And I said, okay, okay, I, I will get them scheduled. No worries. I want us to say that I didn't know that these other two recruiters were scheduling candidates. Like I know that this is the candidate market right now and we do need to be quick. And my company had some super aggressive hiring goals, but we do have a recruiting coordinator who schedules our people. But again, I'm happy to schedule people if needed, but I didn't know that the other recruiters were doing that and not using our recruiting coordinator at this time. That was very confusing on my end, but whatever. The other example that I could think of of maybe where I wasn't being flexible was when we had a candidate in an offer stage, a very good candidate, but it was really hard to talk about the offer. And this candidate told me what he was already making. And my company had the audacity to give him the salary at the exact same salary that he was currently making and I had asked the candidate what salary would you need to accept the offer and I told them and they said well we shouldn't start at this number if we have more flexibility and I was just simply just trying to push back and saying like hey this isn't a smart decision because the candidate's not going to accept the offer if we're already giving him the salary that he's currently making. And even though our equity is pretty good, not all candidates are going to see the value in that. I just said, why can't we just be a little bit more flexible with our salary bands and give him a little bit more than what he asked for because we could do it. And so then we had a huddle meeting, which was on a Friday. And keep in mind, I had plans that night. It's a fucking Friday. Friday, okay? I have boundaries, okay? I had plans at like six or seven. I can't remember that night, but they wanted to have a meeting at five on a fucking Friday. And I said, okay, I can do that meeting, but just letting you know, I do have plans at this time. If that raised a red flag to them because I had plans that I made prior to that week and I set a boundary because it was a fucking Friday, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm actually not sorry. 
Just because I'm at a startup doesn't mean that you get to take up all my time. There were many days of the week where I do work past certain hours, but my company had working hours that stop at 4.30 Pacific Standard Time. So technically, meetings shouldn't really have been scheduled past then unless if people agreed to it. Listen, we did agree to it. I was fine to have one final meeting 30 minutes after work hours, okay? I just had to say I can't do anything later than this because, again, I'm setting a boundary. I had plans, and I'm not going to cancel my plans just for a fucking meeting that would probably take 15 minutes. If that was your example of me not being flexible, fuck you. Because I have a life outside of my job. You were already going to give a candidate a terrible offer. And guess what? The candidate did not accept because you gave him an offer that was shitty. It's <laughs> like, what? I was trying to advocate for this candidate. There was nothing else that I could do. So don't make up lies and tell me that I'm not being flexible when I was completely direct and told you how that was a bad idea. And also, if you thought I wasn't being flexible because I had plans on a fucking Friday, get the fuck out of here. And then the last piece of feedback that I got was the day that I got my surgery on my chin, obviously I took off. I had another recruiter covering for me and I gave her a full detailed breakdown on everything she needed to know about my pipeline, a candidate that I had in an offer stage, and candidates in other parts of the process. I sent it to her over Slack and she said, oh my god, this was so helpful and detailed. Thank you so much. And then I get feedback from my boss saying that the recruiter that I asked to cover for me said that I had a candidate in a certain stage of the process and that they didn't know anything about that stage and I said that's absolutely not true I didn't even have a candidate in that certain stage on the day that I had my surgery and the recruiter knew that so that's a lie I felt very backstabbed and betrayed by one of my own peers who couldn't have just came to me on Monday saying hey just letting you know what happened here and my boss tried to say that I was making excuses. And my boss also tried to say that it's not my peers' responsibility to confront. I understand confrontation can be very uncomfortable for people in the workplace. But guess what? I cannot stand bad communicators. I don't like people who tattle on me to my boss to have my boss play middleman and solve all the problems to take that stress off their plate. I believe in going to the person directly if you feel like you have an issue with them. And guess what? I did that at my company. God, there was one instance where I had a candidate interviewing for a role that I was working on. And someone in that department didn't show up for her interview because she claimed that she wasn't aware of it when it was on her calendar. She knew about it. Don't lie to me and say you didn't know about it. Like, do you not check your calendar? Like, I literally have access to everyone's calendar in the company. And it was clear as day on her calendar that that interview was scheduled. And she said, well, I don't know what questions to ask this candidate. And I said, hey, you can talk to your boss about what kind of questions you can ask. And 
she said, oh, well, my boss had to come to you for that. And I was really confused. And I said, well, I don't have those questions in terms of specific department questions that you need to ask. I can give you questions related to culture values. And you could also ask her questions based off her resume. But there are going to be specific questions that you are going to need to ask in terms of this position. And you should talk to your supervisor about this. I confronted her about what she needed to do. She also claimed that she didn't have access to the applicant tracking system so she could leave her feedback on this candidate. And I told her, okay, you'll need to go to IT for that and they'll help you get access. I literally told her everything she needed to do to prepare for the next step. She did not do that. After I already talked to her, then I went to her boss and told her what happened. The only time I'm going to go to your boss is when I've already talked to you about the problem and you still didn't do anything to solve it. That is when you can go to the boss. Nobody ever had any kind of guts to do that for me. And I felt very hurt and betrayed by my company because I genuinely did like what my company was doing. But it's a shame to hear that there were people working together to get me out and not talk to me like an adult. I was very hurt. But you know what? I like to say that it just wasn't meant to be. And I think after that, I've decided no more startups. Just no more. I'm just tired of people sucking at communication, people getting overly sensitive, the amounts of pressures that come with a startup. I can't handle it anymore. I can't do it. I thought I could handle startups. I had been at four and now I can't do it. It's too toxic. And I've decided from here on out, I'm going to be interviewing with bigger companies. Companies can still be private, but they need to be established. And if I am going to interview with a startup, it is because they are about to be on the verge of getting acquired or IPOing, meaning that they're going to go public and they're going to be much more established. I can no longer work at companies that are not established and put together and have terrible paying positions to where candidates aren't going to accept because that's going to cause me to fail as a recruiter. I've been picky. I've only been applying to companies that have more credibility to them. They have better reviews. And if you like look at startups on something like Glassdoor, you will see that a lot of companies don't exactly have the best reviews and you will see that the benefits aren't always going to be there. And I just, I can't be in that kind of environment. Honestly, between you and me guys, I would much rather be a number at a company and just be able to get my job done, meet my KPIs, and have people leave me the fuck alone. I'm just tired of the bullshit. I just want to keep my job without any drama and just for me to perform well and if people have issues with me I need them to communicate and I've been asking companies about what communication is like how does confrontation work and if people want to see that as a red flag and see me as the problem then that clearly goes to show that they are probably the exact same at all the other companies that I've worked at And if they want to see me as the problem again, not my place. That's not where I want to work. Because if they're going to think, why are you asking me this? It's very common for this to happen in the workplace where people suck at confrontation. I just want to know, do you play middleman for people or do you ask people to 
go to that person directly and work it out like adults? I don't think that's a bad question to ask. I think it's very fair. People don't want to work in toxic environments. So for me, I'm done. I'm retiring from startups. I do not feel bad about this decision at all. I know it's going to be better for my well-being. It's going to be better for my career. And I think it's going to honestly make me a much happier person. That's kind of like my frustrations of what fully happened and just all of the experiences that I've had working at startups. It's just been one toxic thing after another and I just I can't handle it anymore. So if you have worked at a startup, I would love to know what your experiences have been because I'm sure I'm not the only person out there who's had a bad experience with a startup. So feel free to email me if you want to talk more about it. And if you want to email me, you can do that at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. Also, guys, don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.